This uh, this is a big one that we've talked about a lot on the program. It seems to me that I've heard, because of the, the bigness of the KMJ signal on both sides, AM and FM, I've heard from uh, practically every corner of the state on this. And depending upon the geography, this is the greatest thing since sliced bread or a major blunder. Up in the Bay Area, it's like, quit your gavetching. You know, this no bail is going to work out for everybody. And, you know, people of color and people who don't have a lot of money, the poverty-stricken people, they're finally going to be treated fairly by the system. Others are like, hey, we agree with every law enforcement agency in the state that says this is going to make things much more dangerous. This wouldn't didn't take long. And what didn't take long was the creation of a ballot initiative to reverse this. Let me introduce you to Jeffrey J. Clayton, Esquire who is the policy director and the executive director of the American Bail Coalition. Jeff, welcome to KMJ. Great to have you on, sir. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Where do you think this came from, this this whole notion of we don't need bail anymore? Who, 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 I mean, why? Why? Where did this come from? Uh, really, it was movement at the tail end of the last um, part of the um, Obama Justice Department, sort of a second-term initiative to... Uh, originally started just to sort of, um, you know, move the needle on some of these low-level misdemeanor cases, which really largely don't exist in California, but in the rest of the country. Uh, And then it just kind of turned into the no-money bail movement, let's adopt the federal bail system and the Washington, D.C. bail system. Uh, And it's been going pretty much ever since. The the old system that we had here in California, was it broken? Did it need fixing? Were there things that could have maybe been changed within the system that might have uh, appeased some of the people who so despise it? We thought so, and we thought the other thing that was happening that I think perhaps the other side didn't want to admit is the fundamentals of their movement unraveled on them. When the NAACP and National ACLU came out against the use of risk assessments, pretrial algorithms, that was the heart of Senate Bill 10, what were they going to do? And then when uh, James Kilgore and the main movement for, for a mass, against mass incarceration came out and said this is e-carceration, electronic incarceration by all these government programs, which is the other key part of Senate Bill 10, you know, I didn't know what they were going to be able to do here. What does that mean, pretrial risk assessment? It seems to me that's rather ambiguous, loose. Uh, it, it, could be, it could be two different things to two different people. Yeah, it's really just grouping people into categories and using big data to do it, and it's fairly arbitrary. In this system, it's low, medium, and high. So what they're, they're, that's the categories, people, the buckets you're into. So if you're high, you're basically screwed, and if you're low, you get to go home. And why you're high, medium, and low, you know, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I'll ask you the same thing that I've asked everybody that's involved with this one. Is California going to be in... in greater dangerous straits as a result of the passage of this legislation, the governor signing it. Well, it's like a tragic incident, but you don't know how it's going to turn out because you've got to keep in mind New Jersey implemented the same system. It took them three years to rewrite their bail laws. They had to pass a constitutional amendment to eliminate the right to bail. And in Sacramento, they think they can do this in three days and haven't fully funded it. So I really can't tell you what's going to happen. I can just tell you that there's nine different ways this can go. It could lock up a bunch of people. It could let everybody out. It could do all kinds of different things. We just don't know. We just don't know where it's going. But sh- we know all the directions it's going are bad. I, I'm sure you and others have taken the time to look at the track record from the other states that have toyed with this. What does that look like in D.C. and in New Jersey and, and the rest? 
Well, New Jersey, they're detaining a, a ton of people is pretty much the outcome. Uh, and people are generally not showing up for court, and the system is uh, allowing repeat uh, criminals to continue to get released over and over. We just got one, a six-time burglar, just got released again and got rearrested within 24 hours before convicted on the first charge. So, And in California, we've seen cases, even right now under the system, uh, you know, a guy committed 53 additional crimes after being committed of, you know, convicted of the first one. So oh, <laughs> that's what we're looking at on the public safety side. Oh, that's just great news, isn't it? We've got this uh, new ballot initiative out there, which didn't take long to put together. It was launched to uh, reserve the, excuse me, reverse the passage of uh, Senate Bill S-10. Uh, excuse me, SB-10. Where's my mouth today? To what, what does this initiative say, sir? Uh, it's my understanding, because most of the, um, the people taking the initial step to fund it uh, were from the bail industry, that this thing would basically put the entirety of Senate Bill 10 on the ballot and the voters would get to vote on it uh, in November of 2020. And until then, it would be sort of on hold. So it's it's a straight up or down. We're not going to go. If this were voted uh, as a reality, it would go back to the old system as it was. Yeah, and it will also have the effect if we are able to, you know, if the signatures are able to be gathered um, of freezing it during the two-year period leading up to the campaign. So we would maintain basically the current system as it is for the next couple of years. You know, one thing that I've thought about, and I'm sure you have, and the only thing we can do is speculate that if indeed this does wind up becoming the law of the land here in California, what happens to all of the people who are in the bail bonds industry? You know, those businesses, those employees, those those business operators and owners, what becomes of them? Uh, well, they go out of business, and that's what happened in New Jersey. Um, you know, a lot of bail was written there, and uh, when the system went into effect, 47 more bonds were written in the entire state the first year. So... Um, they'll go out of business. And that's a sad statement of affairs, considering how many there are in California. I mean, there's just loads of them, loads of them. What about an individual that is, a, per se, a bounty hunter or something like that? Uh, would they still be needed in California? Uh, to a certain degree, because what you're going to have is out-of-state suspects fleeing to California, uh, weakening the bail industry and probably creating a sort of a, a haven, uh, depending on how they end up regulating it, because... You're not going to have bail agents, and they'll probably be pressured to get rid of bail recovery. So we'll have to see how that turns out. And certain states, like, are safe havens for bail jumpers because uh, bounty hunters can't recover them. It, so, would, would California, would this become like a magnet to attract people to California? It, it, potentially it could. It depends on if they, when, when the industry is closed down, if that has the effect of closing down bail recovery, which it very well could, uh, meaning that nobody from out of state could go into California to recover suspects. And we have a couple of states like that, Kentucky and others, where there, uh, Oregon's one, where uh, people can go and, you know, they have to be caught by law enforcement. In your, your years with the uh, American Bail Coalition, did you expect or figure that California might go down this road someday, or was this kind of a surprise to you? No, I've, they've been looking at it for two years, and certainly we saw what Senate Bill 10 would have done. Uh, but... I, I did not expect this, because I think you fundamentally, they're putting the cart before the horse. They have to eliminate the right to bail in California, which has been a right to bail since before statehood, and they didn't. And so, I, you know, I, I didn't see this coming, I guess. Uh, if I did, I would have assumed they would have kicked it to a committee and, you know, gone through the process to actually implement the New Jersey system or the D.C. system. One thing that's a little telltale about this particular legislation that Governor Brown signed, and you touched upon it, is that those individuals that supported it in a previous form have backed away from this one big time. Can we talk about that a little bit more? 
Sure, we're getting calls from all kinds of different groups on that were originally supporting it that now are opposing it and asking us what they can do to help with the campaign. Uh, criminal defense lawyers to uh, other groups that are, you know, community groups that opposed it. And obviously, you know, we talked to several of them during the uh, lead up to the vote on Senate Bill 10. We warned many of them that if you don't mobilize your coalition that, you know, this has legs and could become lost. So now we're on basically the same side for a change. But I think, you know, that just goes to show you that it's really bad legislation when there's hardly anybody that can support it. So in the workup to getting this on the ballot, what will the role of the American Bail Coalition be? Well, for me, I keep being the executive director of the American Bail Coalition. The campaign has formed and the campaign will run the initiative, and that won't be really something I'm much of a part of other than, you know, we support it and we think there should be bail, but I just have to go back to doing my job. And, of course, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of the agents will volunteer on the campaign and we'll have a kind of a force of, of you know, thousands of folks out there working to get this uh, to get this on, and I think we will get it on. Tell me a little bit about the uh, the American Bail Coalition. What are you guys all about? So for us, uh, you know, we're a trade association of insurance companies who underwrite criminal bail bondsmen throughout the country. You know, our job is just to go, uh, you know, advocate for the best practices in bail. And we work on all the legislative and bail reform issues from around the country, local, uh, state and federal levels. Have you heard anything from people on the bench one way or the other about this one? Judges, have they, or even in the wind, have they volunteered an opinion on this? I've heard secondhand that ju- that many judges are not happy with this, uh, and I think it's not just what was passed; it was you know how quickly quickly it was passed, and they had no opportunity, as everybody else did, to really even comment on it or even digest it uh, before it became law. And I think even talking to attorneys, many of them haven't digested it yet, and yet it's law, and that's not how the process should be. I mean, this was very last minute, was it not? It was. It's totally unvetted. Uh, it seems like there was just a real push to get this through. No questions asked. Let's get it done and move on, right? Yeah, I mean, there were questions about the 72-hour constitutional provision, which still remain. But the reality is that apparently the amendment was posted on a Friday and it became law on a Tuesday. So that's pretty quick uh, to do a major overhaul of the entire state's bail system that's existed since 1843. So that, that was pretty fast. That's very fast. Very fast. Is there anything you'd like to add before I uh, say goodbye to you, sir? No, thanks for having me on, and I think, you know, folks need to follow this, and uh, certainly it's, uh, it's going to be an issue for the next couple of years. I was assuming the American Bail uh, Coalition has a website, and uh, can, can we get in touch with that website and find out more? Absolutely. AmericanBailCoalition.org. Click in the news, and then we have, uh, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Jeff, thank you for your time today. Keep it up, and uh, we're behind you on this one. All right. Thanks a lot. Have Take, a good day. All right. You too, sir. Have a good weekend. Jeffrey J. Clayton, Esquire. From the American Bail Coalition, the executive director and the policy director.